Welcome to this edition of Joffrey Maverick Memories Podcast, a companion project for the documentary film Joffrey Mavericks of American Dance. This series will highlight personal stories from the alumni of the Joffrey Ballet Company during its more than 50-year history to give a unique inside perspective on what it was like to be part of this groundbreaking American dance company. Today's guest is Christina Giannini, a costume designer for many Joffrey Ballet productions. She created signature costumes for Gerald Arpino's works, including Sweet Sanson, Italian Sweet, and Light Rain, and recreated worn-out costumes for the company, keeping the original designs intact. Today, she works with many ballet and modern dance companies, as well as with the Joffrey School in New York. So when did you start first working with the Joffrey? Uh, I did a ballet for Alvin Ailey for the Joffrey, and I honestly don't remember the real date of that. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I was, you know, with time always been such a premium, and I make costumes, so it's not just I'm standing there waiting for someone to come to the studio to be fitted. Right. So I was up in the hallway at City Center having a fitting with someone on a unitard, and Jerry Arpino came flying by and said, oh, what are you doing? So we started chatting and one thing and another, and the ballet, the ballet was way ahead of its time, and it, the only people that went crazy over it was, believe it or not, the Wall Street Journal. Oh. It was a wonderful, strange ballet, very anti-war, anti-all sorts of things that I don't think people were ready to think about in ballet land, you know what I mean? It was, it was too edgy, it was too uh, about the world rather than being pretty. Right. And it's... People weren't quite sure about it. It was a bit spooky. But I loved it. I thought it was a very beautiful ballet. But uh, it was used unitards. Believe it or not, I did the very first Lycra unitards, a little-known fact. Oh. I was down in North Carolina working for North Carolina School of the Arts, and Joe Saunders, who had worked in Netherlands Dance Theater, came with this old ballet that he had done and needed unitards. Well, the only thing you could get at the time was terrible things from Danskin. Mm-hmm. The crotch went down immediately, and they got back in the knees and all the rest of it. And there was some new fabric out there that I had seen in New York, and it was lycra, actually. They were making undergarments for men, keep their tummies up and hernias and God knows what. And Dan Reich had discovered it as a, a sort of a, a boob holder upper, leotard, strong fabric. And I thought, God, this looks great. Let me see what I can do. So I dragged it back to North Carolina. Myself, Evelyn Miller, who went on to make a real business of making unitards and leotards, and Linda Rogers, who was my cutter. So we would make one, and then I would try it on, or we'd get someone to try it on. We kept going and going and going. And finally, we really perfected it. So here I was in New York doing a ballet with these new unitards that no one had seen for, uh, for you know, Mr. Ailey for the Joffrey. Mm-hmm. And Jerry said, hmm, that looks interesting. I later redid things like, oh, there's a very beautiful potted dough that John Butler did after Eden. We did Lycra unitards with them, then more crazy, they went to Russia, and the Russian, you know, approval board came and looked at all of this, and they said, hmm, they don't have on underwear. <laughs> so then I had to build in songs into those unitards to make the Russians happy. Right. But we started, and uh, then Jerry was a very much hands-on. He had a very good eye and a very strong opinion of what he thought it ought to be and where it should be and all the rest of it. And I loved working with him. Some people thought he was dreadful. I adored him. Jerry also loved gray. 
I did a lot of gray ballets for him, I must confess. Hmm. And uh, I didn't mind because I love gray, so it's fine. It worked very well. So did he uh, always have an idea of what he wanted the costume to look like, um, even when he was creating? In a way, we, we, it was like horse trading. You know, I'd come up with an idea. He would come up with an idea back, forth, around. Oh, I think it should be. And then we'd look at something. I'd say, oh, Jerry, I found this incredible fabric. You ought to look at it and so forth and so on. So that's sort of the way the cookie crumbled all the time. Hmm. And did you work sure. with Mr. Joffrey as well? Uh, Mr. Joffrey, the only thing I ever did for him was I recreated... Uh, a pot of cutter that he had done, and I forget the name of what it is, but it's a wonderful ballet he'd done in the very early, early, early days. And it's basically four famous ballerinas from the 1800s and his take on that, Taglioni and so forth and so on. But that they had, someone had built it for them woo, way, 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 way back. And the costumes were beginning to really fall apart. And Bob had certain ideas of what he wanted to update and fix and do. And that's, that was the only ballet I ever did for him personally. Mm-hmm. And what was his style as far as the costuming? Were you, it, it was whatever you envisioned or no, did he have no, input? No, this was really just a recreation of the ballet that existed. But we had found some more interesting fabrics and some ideas. And You see, for me, a, a, a costume for ballet is not just something you put on. It's a sculpture. It's a part of a sculpture. It's a functional piece of the sculpture. And those, both of them had a very clear vision of what the skirt does in the air if it's a skirt. Are there sleeves? How big are the sleeves? Can I see the line of the person? Does the guy have a big bottom so we need to make the tunic a bit long in back? All those very subtle, subtle games to make dancers look terrific. It was always about not sexy and wah, 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 like fashion tries, but to look terrific, to make beautiful lines. So when you approach a project, say that you have something from scratch, say with light rain, um, you know, does, do you have to know all about the, how the lighting is going to be on the stage, the scenery, all those well, aspects? I was blessed. I was very, very blessed. And I didn't know it until I started working with bad lighting designers. Mm. We had Tom Skelton, who was a genius. And we and a quiet, subtle, gorgeous genius. And we had other brilliant lighting designers at the Joffrey. I would make sketches. I would make suggestions of color. I mean, down to the subtlest of detail. You know, uh, Sweet Sasson, the boys have these belts. And they have a tiny little sliver of, of color on them. Those are very carefully balanced colors that I did and the Swiss I saw on those skirts, I painted them on my kitchen table. Mm. You know, and they're all, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I did myself. But there's a subtle balance to those colors. And Jerry was fanatic about it. And right, you'd look on the stage and say, that pink is bouncing a little too much. Right. It's like a painter. When you do a painting, like a big landscape, and then you step back and say, mm, that's bouncing a little too much. Or that color looks a little dreary. And you fix it. And that's exactly the way they worked. There's a lot of very interesting, very interesting levels going on as you're creating a ballet, especially with them, because it was a collaborative process. And I'll never forget, we opened Light Rain, which was damn difficult choreography and complicated in every way, the music, the whole thing. And we got it up and got it running. And then 
Jerry came backstage, tears in his eyes. He says, oh, my God, it was so beautiful. I just can't believe what you did. And he told me about his whole theory of choreography. You create something, you work with the dancers, and then you hand it to the dancers and see what happens. And as a choreographer, you have to have the ability to release it into their hands. And if they're good, they'll they'll run with it and do gorgeous things. Not that they change the steps, not that they suddenly stick in three pirouettes when you gave them two. No, some magic happens in there. Their interpretation, what they bring to it, it just takes off. And that's, that was the wonderful part about the way they work. They expected you to put something in, not just sit there and wait for someone to tell you what to do, which was very beautiful. Right. Bob Joffrey running around backstage saying, remember, feet, feet, energy, energy out of the fingers, heads. He was a short man, and he knew how to make anyone look tall. That was hmm. it. And it was that incredible energy to this day Sometimes I'll see a dancer somewhere, and I say, where did you train? Oh, the Joffrey got it. That energy, that very special energy that they got, and people loved it, of course. It was electric. Most companies, all arts companies, suffer from lack of funding, and how does one do this on a budget? You know, how, how... Oh, I'm the queen of all that. I'm telling you. I'm the queen of recycle. Off to the goodwill, find things. Oh, actually, it all began many, many years ago with Joe, with Mr. Ailey. He loved real clothes. Mm-hmm. And he wanted them to dance. And you make them dance, and there are tricks to make them dance. But instead of making a very fancy, expensive pair of pants, oh, no, he wanted real pants. You know, we did lots of that. And I've done so much of that here in Chautauqua, because we operate on a shoestring. Right. Really, would really a shoestring and it's it's uh, over the years I started you'll love it I, years and years ago I started writing a book about how to how to cut the corners for ballet costume designers and I never got time to finish the book but lots and lots of tricks that I've learned over the years I have given lectures on it I have you know done seminars on it and talked about tutus and making tutus and what's a good tutu and what's a bad tutu and all the rest of it so I have done it and how do you it's, find work, or does it find you? Oh, mixture. You advertise, you put your name out there, you contact people, you call people, you, whatever you can do. It's really strange. Sometimes they get you by accident. Sometimes someone calls up and says, oh, do you have anybody can fix my job? What do you do? And they call me up, and then we become friends. And she said, then they say, well, you know, I'm doing something else in April. Can you maybe? And that's how it goes. Thank you for listening to this edition of our podcast. Visit our website at www.joffreymovie.com to sign up and receive a free series of digital photo books entitled Joffrey Maverick Moments. Find us on Facebook, Joffrey Ballet Movie. Follow us on Twitter, at Joffrey Movie. And view our video clips on our YouTube channel, Joffrey Movie.